y'all. Welcome back to another episode of More Than The Title. I'm your host, as usual, Jared, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside The Box Digital. And you know I got my brother, my brethren, your favorite CEO, favorite CEO, Chatty O. What's good, baby? I love your introduction. I ain't going to hold you. This, this is one of the best parts of the show, man. Your intro is right on point. It gets the blood flowing. You know, right, just the juice is going. My favorite day is pod day, <laughs> man. It's pod day. You shit me? <laughs> you already know, man. Listen, we in the building, man. Grateful to be here for another episode. You know the model, man. If it ain't bright, it just ain't right. Because I'm here to light up. Baby. <laughs> there the light baby. I have one mint green today for those that are questioning what color that I have on already. It's the mint. audio listeners, he has on mint greens. <laughs> <laughs> Don't confuse it with like any other like, green. Right, right. We like to call it cool green, but we call it mint green. The way know. these numbers are going, it's about to be money green. So shout out That's to y'all, the listeners, the subscribers, <laughs> the followers, the supporters, man. Thank y'all, man, because we good. cannot do the show without your support, man. That's we love fact. the energy we're getting from y'all, from YouTube, from Instagram, LinkedIn, yep. across every channel. Right now, we are well above a million views across all platforms, y'all. Yep. It's because of y'all, man. So please, this is for y'all. We do it for the culture. We're curators of the culture. This is for us, y'all, straight up and down. And you already know it. And one last thing before we begin with this queen, shout out to our distribution partners, the Live Podcast Network. So if you want more content from black content creators, like more than the title, download the app. It's the first women-owned, black-owned podcast network in the world, y'all. So just make sure y'all support. And you know, we rocking for us. We rocking for the community. Shout out to Angel and the team. Yes, sir. You know what it, it is. Digs. digs, make sure you download. We leave it up there for a second. And then with that being said... Well, I left it up. No, no, I was just saying I left it up there just so they could scan it because sometimes they say we, we we flash the codes too fast. So we want to give them a chance to make sure they download it properly. That's what we, we appreciate that. If y'all trying to buy, we're gonna make it right. easy. But with that being said, you know what I mean? Let's start the show. Let's get it popping. First of all, I've been excited for this for this episode, y'all. So this queen is a criminal justice reform advocate who has helped pass the First Step Act signed into law by President Donald Trump on December 18, 2019. Her story of being chained to a bed during childbirth encouraged President Trump to enact laws making it illegal to be, for women to be chained. This horrendous experience was well documented in her national best-selling memoir, Life of a Real Housewife, formerly Lives of a Real Housewife. And, and with this, this queen set the record straight and placed all of her deeds on display for public review, public view, and is currently a campaign consultant for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. She's a national best-selling author, activist, speaker, founder, philanthropist, and uses her life story as a testimony to redemption to make profound positive impact in today's societal and political climate. And her agenda of prison reform brings hope to all Americans, y'all. So with God, that said, let's woo! get us a warm welcome, Miss right. Angela, Question. Angela Stanton King. Let's go. Damn, boy. Jared needed Jared. Somebody need to get Jared another job. Jared God. need to be hosting the Grammys, the doggone auto awards. Hey. <laughs> you got a full introduction on you, Jared. Hey. I appreciate that. I was gonna hold you right now. We might have a new mic announcer and all that shit, man. Word over, because that shit was crazy. Had me like, goddamn. Damn, like you think she not more than a title she an activist an author founder what you talking about we more than what they think we are what we talking about absolutely so it's an honor and pleasure it's an honor to be here with you guys man let's get into it yeah welcome to the show welcome to the show thank you yeah straight up let's give you horns let's give you horns let's give you all that let's get you rocking let's get you right and let's get you one of these because we go in the first period let's go let's take them let's do it before we start so, first period, shout out to our brother Chan. 
Mike's yeah. for the opinion for, for putting this together, man, and, and you know, introducing us as Queen Shout out to brother, man. Appreciate yeah, you, right. man. You already know. Much love, baby. Shout out to Champ. That's right. Yeah, shout that's out the, to Champ. Champ, that's Champ on the RFK campaign, too. That's my guy. Oh, yeah? Yes. Oh, that's oh cool. yeah. Super yep. dope. So, shit, let's talk about Let's start from this. Sis. How did you yeah. get in touch with RFK and, and, and you know, what, like, as a campaign consultant? Why is the mission so important to you? Um, I had knew RFK prior to him running for president. I worked with RFK during COVID. I have a nonprofit wow. organization, American King Foundation, and we focus on um, trying to eradicate medical apartheid. And to us, mm. we believe that COVID was another form of that. And so I ended up meeting him by America's frontline doctors and all of those scientists and, 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 and world, I guess, experts getting together and saying, you know what, everybody's being censored. They're cutting off all of communication. If you talk about it on YouTube, if you talk about it on Twitter, you talk about it anywhere, everybody know that their pages were getting flagged and shut down. So they contacted me and asked me if I would take them into the black community so that they could give us this message face to face. And that's how Ooh. I ended up meeting RFK. I traveled across America with him, taking him into our community so they can let us know about the dangers and give us the information that we needed that they weren't allowing us to get online. I marched with RFK at uh, Defeat the Mandates. We did an awesome, awesome movement in front of about 30,000 people. Then he announced that he was running um, for office. He announced that he was running as a Democrat. And I was like, okay, well, do your thing. But I wasn't going to touch it because I don't necessarily agree with current Democrat policy. Nothing. But then <laughs> be an independent. And when he said he was going to be an independent, I was like, oh, man, this is the space we got to be in. And so I, I think he knew my influence in the community. He also knew my dedication to my community. And he was like, I think Angela Stanton King is the perfect person that we need to bring on the campaign to help get the word out about what we're trying to do. So I think my previous experience with him oh, yeah. is what led me to him trusting me enough to be able to consult him on this journey. That's Ooh. that's fire, sis. So, so you, I've, I've seen a couple of the clips. I saw that you, you know, the journey with the barbershop with Killer Mike and stuff like that. What other communities have you brought him to? And like, and, and what kind of insight is he taking that in and really absorbing that? Because I'm just curious. Yes. And like, what are you doing to, with that information? We've gone to LA. We've been to New York. He The good thing about RFK is that he listens. Um, and not only does oh. he listen, he exchanges numbers right on the spot. Like if he talks to you and you sound like you got good sense and you can add to what he's doing. We just did an event in Brooklyn, New York, where a, a black ex-officer was there and was concerned about community policing. And Robbie mm -hmm. said, look, I'm going to give you my number right now. He said, and I want you to help me now. And even when I'm making this to the White House, I want to bring you in. That's the type of candidate we need because so many times in politics, we see these people that are pre-positioned, but they're not speaking as a voice directly from that community. It's time Act. that people start coming to us, the people that's putting in the work in the community, the people that's being impacted by these policies in the community, bring us to the table. Let us have a say in creating policy that we think will benefit our community versus the people that are in Congress creating Congress that co creating policy that benefits their pockets. Messi! You already. she went off. She No, she she's right, but I, you know I'm not gonna get into politics too crazy because you already know that politics is always a sticky situation. Right. 
politics sticky. and religion. It, they're, they're two it's just the two pain in the ass conversations because the first thing you got to ask yourself is do you actually want to hear the truth or do you want some bullshit? That's right, right. off the bat. You want to hear the truth or you want some bullshit? So Message. bottom line is there are good politicians out there. There are absolutely good politicians fighting the good fight. But the problem is most of them, the majority of them, have hidden agendas that do not benefit the culture and the community. It only benefits their bottom line, which is their 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 zeros, their their generational wealth building in their pockets, and 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 them securing their family uh, along the line. That's the problem. And we talk about this all the time, where we sit back and go, "When is the American people, or when are people in general, going to realize that enough is enough of the bullshit? How much? How many times do we have to get out, out you know, spit on, spat on?" You understand yeah, disrespect I, I, shit on in our face before we say enough is enough. The problem is we keep letting it happen and we keep saying, yeah, more, more, more. We're fucking dumb. We're, we, we're dumb. Yeah, give us some more. That's the problem. So until you until you address what the real problem is, the, the shit is never going to change. It's just always going to be somebody different in office selling the same fucking dream. But yet we get absolutely nothing in return. And I and, believe that's and, where you was coming from, right, Queen? He said it perfectly. They're two wings on the same bird, and we need to get, yeah. we need to put people over party. Everything that he said is absolutely correct. I mean, every four years they put us on Nothing Street Promise Avenue, and we go for it again, and we go for it again. But if we can come to an independent space collectively as a marginalized group and start moving like these other people, like, you know why the Asian community, they were able to get an Asian anti-hate crime bill passed in 72 hours? Because they stand together and they demand, right, this legislation. We too busy fighting over who a Democrat, who a Republican, who gay, who straight, who a rapper, who a actor. We got everything in the world to fight over and we ain't got nothing to stand together Ooh. on. And that's why we're losing. That's, yeah, never that's, that's the game plan the game plan is keep us divided keep us confused keep us stupid because as long as they can get us to chase our tails and run in fucking circles like monkeys like idiots right while they 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 wave some little shiny shit in our face to get our attention look 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 how shiny this is but don't don't pay attention to what the fuck we doing back here then then that's going to continue to to occur Message. Her. It's like, it's like okay. they say the definition of insanity is to do the same yeah. thing over and over again and expect different you, results. So if our community been voting Democrat for 60 years, right. and then we saying, okay, we don't want to vote Republican because we feel like Republicans don't really care about the black community, then what we going to do? We going to stay Democrat? We going to go independent? We going to vote policy over people? Yeah. Because what we got to realize, and this is what I realized, I'm no longer a Republican because I feel like when it comes to both parties, neither parties really care about black American people and neither parties are willing to put our agendas first. They all just talking. However, yeah. if I had to vote on policy right now today, I would vote for Republican policy because Republican policies are the best ones I feel like for our community as of now. In regards to the issues that we have with, we see a flux of illegal immigration. We're seeing in cities yeah. like Chicago and New York, where they New are York closing down right schools now. to house immigrants. They're coming yeah. up with $10,000 gift cards to give to illegal immigrants. But my issue is when it comes to a black single mother that's struggling, the only thing they want to give her is a free ride to the abortion clinic. Like, why, 
$30,000 gift card, right? Why she can't get $30,000 to go buy a home or why she can't get free education. So our biggest problem is our community Facts. is we fight everybody else's fight besides our own. We, If we could stay focused long enough to get something done for us, then everything else would follow suit. But one minute we fighting for Black Lives Matter, the next minute y'all on Palestine and Gaza, next minute y'all, I mean, let, let's stay focused. What are we doing? Shit, you get a bell for that. But I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask you a real question, sis. If you don't mind, because yeah, y'all usually going to school. We went to politics first period. That's unusual for us. <laughs> but we're gonna make it work. You know what I'm saying? But sis, being that you have the yeah, air and you're a part of the campaign, if there's one thing that you could change in the black community, what would that be? I'm just curious. Wealth, that generational wealth gap. Our biggest problem is money. That is the biggest problem that I see. And I hear them say all the time, they're always complaining about what's going on in the black community, the crime in the black community. Why is yeah. everybody such a degenerate? What well, here's the thing: if you want to reduce power, if you want to reduce crime, then you have to reduce poverty. If we have millions and millions of dollars to send to Ukraine, to send to Palestine, to send to all of these third world countries that have nothing to do with us, why do we not have billions of dollars to invest in these underserved black communities? Let's just say, even mm. if they didn't want to give us reparations why is there no money being allocated to these underserved black y'all talking about failing black schools y'all got money for ukraine Message! you telling black women to abort their children because they poor well y'all got money for ukraine well, well that, you that's wanna, that's you not help black women do you want to help black it. women mm -mm, that's not it you you got again if we go and I and I and I love your energy because a lot of people come on the Passion. show and Passion. they and they want to fucking tap dance and I'm usually the one with the energy like we're not tap dancing over here. First of all, they're passing on and they could say whatever the fuck they want to say. They're passing these anti-abortion laws for two reasons and two reasons only. Number one, if you look at the history, the history of how the white men have treated women in general throughout history. Then you know you know their views on women and, and and women's position in society. So number one, women are becoming way too powerful in their eyes, right? Because they're way too independent, with making way too much money, becoming heads of household. So that's their first problem. Number two, the the now Caucasian community is not the majority. Let me say it again: you're not the majority no more in the United States. You are now a minority. And that's exactly why you have over 75% of abortion right. clinics in that's black right. communities because they want to get rid of niggas. Well, and not only have that, us convinced. But not only that, but they have the Ooh, highest if you, the math, if you do the math, and again, like just that's do not the, math, true. the math is there, right? If you do the math, like You're they not, say, like, some that of that's true. We're talking to an expert, baby. Let me tell you, you about let that me math. Say you about, let me already, say, go ahead. Go what am I saying? You about to say that more white women have abortions than black women, and I'm about to school you on that. That's not true. Because that, black women are only 13% of the population, yet we have more abortions than any other race because of the strategic placement of the abortion clinic. See, we get abortion clinics, they get fertility clinics. Right. right. What you're right. saying is absolutely right. There is a target on us because they are outnumbered. So the best way Margaret Sanger said to get rid of a nigga is to kill him before he's born. So if you know about the Negro Project, you know about Title X funding, you know who right. Margaret Sanger was as a eugenist, and you know their whole goal was to get rid of us. That's why we don't went from when we grew up with our cousins and we was in Big Mama house. It, we had eight, nine, ten uncles. It was 30, 40 of us running the house. You don't see that now because abortion has taken out over 46% of the black race. 
We no longer having no. eight, nine, ten kids in Big Mama House. Now y'all having one or two kids and aborting the other seven. So there is a direct mm. attack on the black race. And if any of us just look at our family history, we can see how our numbers have been cut in half in just one generation. So I'm not here to take away anybody right, right? Because I don't want to get into that pro-choice, pro-life. I don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah. But I think right. if our people understand the history and the direct attack on black life and that they are using this to their benefit, right? It don't really benefit us. Abortion don't benefit us. It benefits them because they, as long as they can stay in power, right? We'll always complain about being an oppressed minority as long as we aborting our children. So my thing is this where I'm at when it comes to mm. politics right now, on the abortion issue, they got a lot of money and funding for abortion, but you ain't got no money and funding for the woman that choose to keep the baby. And choosing to keep the baby is also a choice. So if this is all about a choice, we need to make this fair. And I think all of us have come from households or got family members with single mamas. And we suffered with our mamas. And our mamas Listen. love abort us. But why are we not helping the women that chose to keep the baby. Like, why you giving her money? She gonna kill the baby anyway. She don't even want the baby. But if a man don't want the baby, he got to take care of the baby for 18 years. No Damn matter right. what he got going on. If oh, the woman don't want the baby, listen, when the woman don't want the baby, she get to go kill the baby. Did somebody gonna pay for it? Give her a free ride, pat her on the back, give her an award, tell her she liberated. The minute the man walk away, he a deadbeat. Not the mm. women. <laughs> you might be a deadbeat. Like, let's stop using abortion for convenience. Realize that it done wiped out half our race and help women that choose to keep their baby. A lot of women wouldn't abort if they knew they had support. Why we can't make sure that support is there? That's my only argument. No, it, it no. Listen, no argument there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. everything you said. The the angle that I was coming at was from if you look at the laws, the laws are not just. The funny thing about these laws, when they want to make a law that, that they know and they can push something that's clearly against the black agenda, then they'll do so, right? For example, like them pushing the, the, the laws in, in Florida now against teaching certain African-American heritage in schools, right? That's a direct target against black people, black and brown people directly. What I was talking about with the abortion thing is that carries all across the board. That's not just a black person. That's a brown person, a white. That's a, that's a law across the board. What I was saying with that is they're doing that to help them re-get re their numbers up. You understand Popular. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, repopulate themselves because it's only – when you talk about civil liberties and, and being oppressed, right, it, it, all of the books say the same thing, right? Eventually, the oppressed rise up, right? Eventually, the oppressed rise up, right? So if we're the oppressed and we're no longer the minority, meaning we don't have the smaller numbers now, we actually have the larger numbers, right? I, I believe Latin Americans now – are the majority in the so United States. Of course, we got open borders, right? Right, right. Yeah. but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but now, but still, Latin Americans are still brown people. They're not white by any but see, we gotta, But what we gotta stop knowing is we need to focus on us. We we, we gotta, I ain't got nothing against my brown brothers and sisters, my white brothers and sisters, none of that, but we gotta focus on us. Like, black Americans haven't even been liberated yet. You got people coming over here from another country right now. We got black women. I have a pregnancy home in Atlanta. I got a baby, a woman about to have a baby any moment now. These women don't have nowhere to go. We can't get no help or no assistance for them. But if you a little illegal immigrant coming across the quarter with your baby, ain't no abortion clinic at the border. 
Why don't mm. they take some of the abortion clinics that's in the black community and put them at the border and help them women the way that they want to help us? No, their way to help us is they want us to execute our children. They don't want to give us any funding. They don't want to give us any help. They don't want to give us the support. Well, what I'm saying is black community, we need to first get ourselves on track before we can help anybody else. That's a fact. And another thing, what you were saying about that education thing with the system in the school books down in Florida, right? Some of that's true to an extent because what we have to pay attention to is now our civil rights movement has been hijacked by LGBTQ movement. It ain't no longer about us fighting for we being discriminated against because of the color of our skin. They have amended the Civil Rights Act. It's now about sexual preference. So a lot of that stuff that's going on in them schools mm. is sexually explicit books that, that parents don't want their children to be exposed to. And I know a lot of black men that don't want their children being sent to a public school and you don't told your son up until the age of five that his name was Billy and he got a wiener and then the minute you sent him to school, the teacher telling him his name Billy Jean and he got a vagina and he can wear a dress. So we right. gotta start really, when we hear them on the news say certain things like a don't say gay bill, we don't look into it because we think, oh, they discriminating against black people or they hate. Ain't none of us took the time to even look it up and read what it say. No, and it's no such thing as a don't don't say gay bill. The only thing that was in that legislation in Florida was that they were saying they don't want children in grammar school learning about 78 different sexual positions, preferences, and gender ideologies. As a parent, we should have that right. But because everything is being controlled by the media now, you don't have a say. I don't have a Try to sit up and talk to my brothers about what's actually in the bill. I'm being shut down because of something that they heard Joy Ann Reed say on her show. Something that they heard Whoopi Goldberg mm. say on her show. But ain't none of us taking the time to go pull these bills and read the legislation and find out for ourselves. So because we are being controlled by ops in the media, we are actually being used to vote against our own interests. I don't know no one, I don't know one black man I ain't met yet that want his son to be a girl. Nope. No, I agree. I, I listen. Why are we voting I, I, for it? We're losing our rights. We're losing our sons. Y'all talking about protecting the black race. We can't protect the black race if we're allowing these people to sexually transition our children. If they can before they become men, you can only get black life from the black man. A black woman can't give you black life. That black woman can only carry the seed of the man that impregnates her. You have to have a black man if you want black life. Mm. We're, we're mm, not mm, even mm. protecting our boys. We're not protecting our boys. We're not protecting our babies. You, 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 you all of us got here the same way. Your mama got pregnant. It's going off. I love it, man. I, I, I love the energy. I listen, love the energy. I love as it. She, as she should. You understand? I love what I'm it. It's the frustration. It's you. Is the frustration build up because I agree with her hundred percent. You know, there's a lot of things that's going on that we need to change. We've lived through a lot of this shit ourselves, Jared. Um, it's just it's just the comments, Queen. You see them talk that talk, bro. It is some stuff we ain't lived through. We ain't lived through this transgender this this transgender stuff that's going on in this gender ideology. We let's be honest. This this is new to all of us. We. 
We're not used to this. We ain't never seen this before. The only people that's probably taking this with a grain of salt are the younger generation because it's happening before their eyes and they're growing up with Real it. Time. So by the yeah. time we old and they the ones in Congress and they running everything, we got to abide by the rules that they set in place. They're already conditioning the minds of our children. Take uh -huh. your children out of public school. You don't want Johnny to become Gina? Take him out of public school. You don't want your daughter coming home telling you about 78 different sexual purposes? Take him out of school. Joe Biden, you can go research this. Refuse to give funding, federal funding, for lunches, right? This is school-approved lunch for students that are in need if they refuse to accept the LGBTQ agenda. If they ref any school that refused to teach children about gender ideology, he refused to give them funding for lunches. Who do y'all think that impacted the most? Who who kids need to go to school and get that extra meal? Them are kids in this hood. They made them kids out there at them private schools or in the white communities that got all this wealth. And if any and everything we learned, we picked it up from school. Y'all know that. Y'all know we got stuff from school. Nice. We ain't even get from my mama and daddy house. Absolutely. They got our children minds eight hour a day, five days a week. When the kids come home, we tired. We want them to go play a video game where they on there streaming with people and predators all online. We're not putting the time in to mold their minds that we need to because they've broken down our family structures. Oh. Dad. I want to pause your sister. I was woof. If mama and daddy working, who keeping the kids? The school? Okay, what the school teaching them? What the school teaching them? Teaching our sons how to be girls? Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't care what your political party is. <laughs> you better wake the fuck up. <laughs> Y'all better wake up to what's going on, because I'm going to tell you something. And that's why I came into the independent space because I can't no longer have no barriers. I can't have my people feel like, oh, we can't rock with Angela. She a Republican. No, we finna all come together and we're going to align and we're going to do what we need to do to push our community forward. You know why? Because everybody else is doing it. Pay attention. Yeah. Everybody else coming together but us. Absolutely. And that's what we actually spoke about that with Will too, Chad. Remember he said us all about the one block vote. So what do you think about this? Sis? So we have William Benson on. He's the CEO of Billionaires Row, right? And we were just talking. We're shooting the shit, same how we're doing now. And he's basically saying, like, look, we're put 1.9 trillion as far as IG. You know, we're, we're we're richer, just the black community, richer than some countries, France, Germany, all these other countries, right? We need a one block vote. Whoever's going to do most for the community, that's what we're going for, right? The problem is we are brainwashed. We are letting the media control us. I know people. I'd be like, yo, why are you a Democrat? I don't know. That's just what we do. <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? That, what do you mean? That's what, that's, what that's what grandmama and them did. That's the, how I was. I was a Democrat. Yeah, I, I, I cried when Obama won too. I didn't know nothing about nah. Nan Obama policy. All I knew is he was black. That was good enough Facts. for me. Facts. That man went in with a whole gay agenda. I got a whole son arguing me down, talking about he a grown woman. How the hell you became a grown woman? Because Obama signed a law. I saw that. And he was. I saw the Dr. Phil drink. That was crazy, sis. We gonna be one hundred. Like as keep, a parent, a how thousand, can you tell your, how, if you're a parent, how can you tell your child something is wrong that the law allows? Yeah. Damn, Again, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to. I did. I know. I know we could get keep deep into. I know we could get deep into this. Let him do his thing. Let him do his thing. Let I just don't. I know you strapped on time, but what I'm saying is this: this is not nothing new. If you look back in throughout history, and I'm talking throughout history, right? 
and and I'm not saying it hasn't happened like frequently with our culture, but in our culture in Africa and stuff, kings had queens and wives and multiple wives, things of that nature. And and their culture, homosexuality has been rampant through their culture throughout time. But it has always been not. wrong to sexualize children. I'm, no, no, no. We I'm don't have an issue with homosexuality. I'm not saying right. that. I'm just saying if you look at if you look at look at the lineage and how and how they were raised and 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 what they allowed and stuff like that i'm i it's, i think it's always wrong to to introduce sex too early into a child with, before their psyche can fully develop absolutely um my whole thing is they're pushing the agenda too hard now they're forcing it you're On not children making, yeah yeah you're not making it an, an, a learnable option what you're doing is and, you're forcing it right. every commercial now every tv show there's a mixed couple every and, and not only that, it's a different, it's a different agenda. It's no longer about you just being a homosexual. Right. It's about you going in and having an operation and these people removing your penis or removing your breast or sewing something on and making you believe that you can be an opposite sex. So we've yeah. gone beyond just yeah. being gay. That's what I'm talking about. We're now in a day and age where hospitals, the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, by the age of three, are allowing children to sexually transition. By the age we of three? Listen, go look it up. And and they're allowed to override the parents' rights. It was a father in Texas that just lost his son because the father wanted to treat and address the son as a girl. The mother wanted to address the son as a girl. And the father said, no, the father just lost custody and lost the right to protect his son. The mama able to put her on, on put the mama was able to go ahead, put the boy on transgender medicine, hormones, and all of that. Come on, like when we were seven or eight, did we know what we wanted? Like, it's not I rocket science know. for us to know that some it of this stuff sad. is wrong. And what makes me upset is that we are so blinded and separated by party lines that we can't do what's right. You can't stand with me to protect these children because you a Democrat, but it's a Democrat agenda. You can't stand with me to stand in these Republicans in faith and say, we're going to do this, this and that for the black community because you want to be loyal to a party. We got to stop being loyal to party and do what we have to do to protect our children because in 30 years from now, y'all, we're going to be the ones old and have to abide by whatever laws they set in place. There is a reason why they are going after these kids because they're the easiest to conform you can tell a child anything and he will believe it. Y'all know that. They done did us like that. They had us thinking some fat white man was coming down the chimney, bringing us presents every year. Like when you write, you know what I'm saying? That's real. They, 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 they're not that, you know, they do a lot of dumb shit, but they're not stupid, right? They understand. The ideology of, of the teaching, huh? That was a bar. <laughs> they do a lot of dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they do a lot of dumb shit, but they're not stupid. They understand it's, it's the same thing that we talk about, right? If you want to ch remember, a child is born a blank canvas. A child doesn't know sexual orientation. It doesn't know color, creed, race. Mm -hmm. It doesn't know morals. It doesn't know anything. You can raise any any culture child in a different culture, and they will be raised to understand that culture as being their own. They don't understand what racism and classism, all that stuff has to be taught. So they understand right. that, right? The best time to teach a human being is get him while he's young because he's a sponge. They'll absorb everything. And I then, uh, you know, that way, when you teach them something, if you get them to believe it enough, they they end up carrying this thing for, for <laughs> generations. Wait, we, we got a request from so, Hayes. He said, "Go off on, go off on D Wade and Gabrielle Union real quick." That, <laughs> that, 
I don't know what that is. I just, my prayer was always that they would get that boy back to his real mama. I really feel like Gabby felt some type of way because that was a break baby or something. And she is intentionally doing that to destroy that boy. And, and I have a son that, and I love my, I love my child. I love all my children. I love all children. But in no yeah. way would you ever exploit your child in that manner. You know what I I'm saying? Allow him to grow up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let him, just let him become an adult. And if that's what he want to do, but to condone something like, first of all, I don't, like I'm telling y'all, like, I don't know if it's just me or shit is weird. Like, I don't know any grown man or any grown woman that want their son walking around in a miniskirt with high heels and red lipstick. Like, when I put on a miniskirt in, in high heels and red lipstick, I'm looking for some action. Why do y'all want these little boys out here looking for <laughs> I'm just saying we talking about we just talking about grown we we being grown right we talking real talk let's go we ladies ladies know what Ruby Woo is we know what it is when we put on red lip yeah oh shit you was going off since that's the competition my bad, my bad, my fault. I was in competition. Fucking like, with us. All right. No, ladies, ladies, we know what it is when we put on ruby red lipstick. We know what it is when we put on certain high heels. We know what it is when we take the perfume and we spray the inside of our ankles. We know what we're doing. Why would you want a little boy looking, smelling, walking, twisting, doing anything that would attract a grown man to him? I agree. Agreed. We, we ain't protecting received. our children. They coming after our children for one, they don't even want our children born. The most dangerous place for a baby is it the most dangerous place for a baby is the safest place for a baby inside of the mother's womb. Mm. The most dangerous baby, this is where you can literally mm. end the life and get away with it. And it's mm. so crazy because, like, as a man, let me give y'all an example. Say you get a chick pregnant, right? Yeah. You don't want the baby. You can go take her to the abortion clinic. You can pay the abortion doctor to kill the baby, right? But let's just say something happened. Y'all got into it. She tripped over your foot. She fell and the baby died. You going to jail for infanticide and it's your baby. Hmm. You going to jail for infanticide. Like, we can't even kill our own children. If I'm pregnant right now and wanted to give myself an abortion, I'm going to jail. Like, this is how much they have us there's a lot huh? of people in jail for that right now. There's a lot of people in jail for that right now. But we can go pay a white abortionist to do it, and he gonna get an award, and he gonna make the money. And then here's the thing, y'all. Ain't nobody never walked out of the abortion clinic with the baby's remains. Right. Y'all don't even want to get into that part, why all of them abortion clinics strategically placed in our communities and them organ harvesting and all. Y'all, because if, if, if me and my husband pregnant and we go to the hospital and I have a miscarriage, they give you the baby. They tell you to call the yeah. funeral home. You take the baby home. You have a funeral and all that. Ain't nobody walking out the abortion clinic with the baby remains. That's a whole Absolutely. lot of stem cells. That's a whole yeah. lot of brand new organs. Why is it that all we get in our communities is abortion clinics, McDonald's, liquor stores? It's the same story, y'all. It's the systemic racism. And I just want our people to understand that, no, I ain't fighting against nobody right. But we got to understand that Systemic racism is also in abortion. Message. That's deep.
I've got so many. I, I, yeah, you, 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 you I going it. off. <laughs> you going off. I got so many. I'm like, nigga, where do I go? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, where do I go? I'm just saying, you know, when, when you when you're right, you're right. You know, um, we've talked about this a bunch of times. The whole the whole removal process of trying to remove the black man from 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 the household has has started. The whole prison system itself, with the plea bargains and things of that nature, how they how they are, are allowed to charge you in general to trump up the charges and all that, all of that shit is designed by nature yes. by nature to remove the black man from the household. Once you remove the black man from the household, now the woman, if if there's a child in the household or children, the woman has to fill both roles. There's no disrespect to any strong black woman out there. I was raised by strong black women. I don't give a fuck. You can't teach a black man how to be a black man. You're no, not you a can't. black man. You're no. not a black man. You, you can't. Can, you you y'all better woman. listen to our brother because right. hear me Message. out. Be a strong black woman. Right. I don't right. know if they caught that, Jerry. You caught that? You caught it. Message. Yeah, you, you don't want to see you don't you don't want to teach your son how to become a strong black woman. You want right. him to be, and if it's any mothers that's out there listening, any of right. my sisters right now, and you raising a young male child on your own, me, I was very protective. I didn't trust nobody with my children. Y'all get out of that overprotective state and allow get some male mentors into your son's lives right now. If you ain't got no brothers, you ain't got no uncles, nobody that you know can help you mentor them. Get them boys out from up under you. By the time them boys hit about four, five, six, make sure that they are up under men, real men, quality men that can teach them and lead them on how a man should live and lead his life. It was a comment just put up about the black maternal health crisis, and I wanted to touch on that for a minute because yeah, we put it back up real quick. Yeah, that's you. why I opened up Auntie Angie's house um, to eradicate the black maternal health crisis. This is another thing we got to wake up to in our community. Y'all remember I just told y'all that story about Big Mama. Yeah. Big Mama had 10 kids, not even in the hospital, at home, in the shed. All them kids was healthy. How did we go from Big Mama giving birth to all our aunties and uncles, 10 kids at home, to now black women dying from giving birth to one baby, but after mom popping out eight babies at a time with no complications? Birth is natural. Every being on this earth gives birth. Them trying to convince us that only black women are dying from a black maternal health crisis is like trying to convince us that only the black horse is going to die from giving birth or only the black cats are going to die from giving birth or only the black cow. You are intentionally killing us. So if you have a woman, if the black mother is dying on the table, giving birth to the black life, and the black life is being executed in the womb, then what does that mean for black life? We are attacked on every angle and we don't even get it. If you get rid of the mama and you get rid of the baby and you get rid of the daddy, where y'all gonna get black life from? Shit. Shit. Talk that talk. I'm just I'm just asking a question. So it's like it's not natural to sit up there and cut a woman in half for her to birth the baby. That's not the natural process. We need to get back Absolutely. to natural birthing orders. They are bleeding out. That's why they're dying. Because you're cutting them in half. They ain't giving gorilla C sections. They ain't giving horses C sections. They ain't mm -hmm. giving dogs C sections. Can y'all imagine if y'all get if y'all really want to get spiffy? I think it's a way we can convince our community. If y'all can help me raise some money to open a dog abortion clinic. I just want to open an abortion clinic for dogs.
And I want to place it next to a Planned Parenthood that's in the black community. And I want y'all to see how fast that damn dog abortion clinic gets shut down. Yeah, shit. Next, a, a dog is more valuable than a black baby in America. And when, when you write, your, I, I want to go D one of I know we, I see the time ticking, sis. But as you say that, and we talked about political parties and stuff like that, I think one big thing for the black community is also the distrust in government, right? For the yes. people that say, regardless of the agenda, regardless of whatever, you say the right things, you're going to woo me, you're going to take me out on a motherfucking date. But when it's time to actually get serious, you're going to fucking pull a rug out un underneath me. And they that's right. what we've seen with the black community right. time and time again. So like, so, right. what, so even with what you're fighting, how do you still... Feel, I know you're passionate about the cause because you love well, us. Well, what love we have people. to do, what we have to do is we have to get behind the people that we've seen doing the work in the community. A lot of time, okay. when it comes time for us to vote, we go vote for somebody popular or somebody who told us to vote. Why are we not getting behind the people that was putting the work in before they ran for office? We got plenty mm. of community advocates and community activists in all of our communities across that do this shit every day, don't get no recognition, they don't get no money, it's just from the heart. Those are the people that we need to get in office. Everybody from each community, y'all need to go find those people that have been dedicated to that community without government funding, without a position in Congress. And those are the people that we need to be putting up to run and be a voice for us, the people that already have the dedication without a dollar, because those are the ones that can't be bought. They don't even want the money. They just doing the work. That's, That's real shit. We got another one. Yeah, yeah, man, crazy. All right, we, we didn't even get to your stuff, sis. We can just talk about what the black community. I ain't gonna hold you. I do got some other questions. We got like 20 minutes left, sis, or a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, let's get into it. Come on. Let into it because I, I want to do a conversation. I ain't gonna hold you. Chad, what do you think? I want to get on a conversation with fucking John Graham Jr., Dr. Janice. I want to do a round table. Listen, the it's without conversation, there's no progression. We keep talking about That's that. We have to have these conversations because it's yes. important, it's important to always get different my um perspectives right point of views on situations right um you can have a way to solve a problem and you could have been doing that way a, a long time but that doesn't mean that there's not other ways to also solve that same problem right and it's refreshing to hear different people's thoughts on things because it might give you an insight that you weren't even thinking in that direction of doing so you know Absolutely. i would love to have and, with them. And, and then there's joy when yeah. we can come together and get something accomplished. Facts. That's it. Right? That's the goal. When we, have, when the goal. we can walk away with real tangibles, right, yeah. and know that we've gotten something accomplished, then we done something. But just arguing and going back and forth for all you on this side, y'all, that ain't getting us nowhere. Like, we got enough people in the black community that got money. Like, if we want to rebuild Black Wall Street, Beyonce and Jay-Z and all of them could get together and do a benefit concert once a year. We could take the funding from that and start rebuilding these communities one by one. We're not serious. We listen to these people tell us about everything that's going on in our life. How you going to sit in your mansion on the hill, Oprah, and tell us about all these communities we got in the all of these issues we got on the black community, yet... It's enough billionaires, it's enough entertainers, it's enough athletes, Floyd Mayweather sitting on it, Jay-Z sitting on it, 50 sitting on it, Diddy got some issues, but we got a lot of people sitting on it where collectively, if what if we started a, 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 a money tree where we got 10 million people to donate a dollar a week? 
that would be $10 million. We can move from one community to the next and we could rebuild our own communities. We can be the answer to our own problems, but we don't want to do the work. We just want to talk. We don't want to do the fucking work. Well you, well, you know my theory on that, um, Mass. I've given, I've, you know, Angela, I don't yeah. know if you've ever heard it, but I have a very simple theory for that. And the, and the theory is they feel like th that life doesn't affect them on that level anymore. You understand what I'm saying? How you say out of sight, out of mind? So yeah. the answer to the reason all these politicians and all these wealthy people that now live up in the hills and the blah, 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 and you walk around with security is you think that just because you're at that level in that moment that somehow life will not affect you and catch back up to you. But um, life has a funny way of showing you very quickly that just because you got that kind of money or just because you you know live a certain way doesn't mean that the, the choices you made won't come back to you, right? So you talk about a Floyd Mayweather. I mean, just look at the scandal that one of his what was that, his daughter was in with, with her baby father, and then look who she decided to have a kid with. So you understand what I'm saying? Like it comes it it comes back to you very very quickly. And then he just went on, and then he just did an interview the other day where he went on talking about the Diddy shit and said some complete just ignorant shit about you know a black woman making a choice. And you could I just was like, Yo Floyd, just close your fucking mouth at this point. Yeah, just keep relax. He got show, again, again, show your again, most voices again. and just don't speak at this point because you sound just fucking ignorant. Like, and, 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 again, and that's what I said. And we let we allowing these people to now be the leaders of our community. Our community leaders, it ain't no more like we got Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Our community leaders is rappers. You know what I'm saying? Or people that's leading us. Like, don't tell me the only time we can come together is when a black man is dead. Y'all mean to tell me we can't do something to fix the problem before somebody die? The only time we can come together, and then don't even get me started on Black Lives Matter. Like, I ain't mad at the, the, I ain't mad at the movement, but like, how you burning down Black communities in the name of Black Lives Matter? Like that shit helping us? Why y'all ain't go burn down the damn the white people community? Why y'all ain't go burn down the police officer house that like what? Why are we destroying our own community? How is it that during Black Lives Matter in Atlanta, when Rayshard Brooks got killed, another black man ended up murdering a little girl, Sequoia Turner, because her mama got off the wrong exit? Mm. Yeah. Like, okay. we have to, we, we got to, we got to get aligned. We got to get structured. Everybody ain't going to go. We got to get to a point where we understand that the fighting ain't getting us nowhere. Like, I ain't fighting no more. Whatever you say is fine with me. But how can we get some work done? What can we... Okay, you believe in abortion. I don't believe in abortion. Can we both agree that the women that want to have a baby need support? We can both agree on that? Okay, let's figure out how we can support these women. We need to get into a place where we find what we agree on and we make shit happen for our people. Because if we don't, y'all, like, go. I think this the last call. This the last call. I, I'm and and that's why I want to have that conversation, sis. So one of the conversations we had with John Graham Jr., the brother I mentioned earlier, is what is the structure and the standard of the new black community that we build? Who the fuck do we let in? Who do we let out? What is the structure? What are the rules? What are the absolutes nots? What are we riding with? And what first we not of all, with? first of all, the principles got to be based on what's natural and common sense. We I need agree. to go all the way back to common sense. That's that shit that you was born with. I'm talking about nothing nobody taught you in the book. That, that common sense, like you know that baby when he get ready to get to the edge of the bed and he's smart enough to know 
to turn around and put his feet first or he gonna fall. Or you know that common sense you got when you put your hand towards something and it's getting a little too hot and you pull back. We need to get back to common sense and yeah. what is natural. We need to get back to the natural ways of everything. Why are we not growing our own food? You got a whole backyard. You don't even know how to grow a potato or a tomato. Why are you allowing them to destroy the minds of our children? For one, that's the first thing we got to do. Because we're not going to live forever. We, we probably got another 30, 40 years in us, and then it's over with. So the structure that they're putting in place right now, can you imagine the world that we are going to be living in by the time we hit 60 or 70? I don't even think y'all ready. Mm. So, mm. for one... Give us some got, so give, need, give the people some examples, sis. The people that's listening. Need, what what are some, some things that we got to look for in 2060, right? In 30, 40 years right now, what do you think it's going to look like? I'm just curious. You I said we're not ready for it. Like, I, what are some I don't things? think I, I think ageism will be a thing of that day. Age won't matter no more. Sex won't matter no more. I think they looking for a one size fits all world <laughs> where we all mixed in and blended in together. <laughs> No, nope, don't nobody believe in God. Everything is by man's law, man living by his own will. They're going to be having sex with children, animals. It ain't going to be no difference between male and female. I mean, it's really headed in that route. I was at the Palace Bar in Miami on vacation. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm okay. chilling. On vacation, me and my homegirl, this 11 o'clock at night, I want y'all to go look this up, everybody that's watching. So I get to the Palace Bar. This on Miami Beach. They, I hear the loud music and everything, the lights flashing. So I go in and say, we need to see your ID, right? Because it's an adult club. I'm like, cool. I show them my ID. They scan it. I go and I'm sitting down having a drink. Ten minutes later, all of a sudden, this drag show starts. You got three men in drag. They having a whole live sex show, driving each other and everything, right? Mm -hmm. After they got through performing, the lights came back on. They went and got three little kids from the back. Had them in the sex show. I don't know if these was boys or girls. They had on nightgowns. Their shoes was too big. Their hair was long. They had on masks. Got them walking back and forth across the stage. An adult atmosphere. Everybody throwing money at them. They striking poses. They picking money up. I say, I went live, right? Because what I'm asking the manager is, if I had to get in here and I had to show my ID because this is an adult club and an adult entertainment, what did them children have to show to get on the stage? Because now I feel like I'm contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Why do you mm. have these children, and they couldn't have been no more than seven to nine years old, legally, by law, LGBTQ can strip in front of children. But if Boosie want to take his son to Magic City and his son ain't 21, it's a problem. Boosie going to jail. Message. Yeah. You can take your son to see a man with a wow. string in his ass, with fake titties, but you can't take your son to see a real. That's right. Yeah, she going on. <laughs> Damn, bro. Listen, you know, you know, I love her, nigga. She talked just yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm saying, yo, nigga, she talking that you know, shit. Like I said, it's 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 for me. It's it's look. Here's the thing. Start with step one. Step one is understanding that. Everybody has the same time within a day, but everybody does not have the same mental capacity and the fortitude to structure things the way things need to be done. True that. So you start off with the fact that understanding what you want to do in general, right? 
being taught a certain amount of rules and things that are of that nature, given a certain type of structure with eating and cleaning, and that's that's already on your plate, right? Then well, they want first the first thing we got to do though, not to cut you off, we okay. got to restore the, the nuclear family. Okay. We need my see because my thing is if it take a, a woman and a man to create the life, right? Like yeah. I can't have the baby unless you put the baby inside of me. You can't have the baby unless the baby is baking in my womb for nine months. Right. So if it's 50-50, mm -hmm. if it take a woman and a man to create the life, why doesn't it take a man and a woman to raise the life? I didn't say no. I didn't say it doesn't. I believe it takes a village to raise a life, not I just a man. Takes a no, I know you're not saying it don't. None of us saying that. I'm just saying the importance of us focusing on that family structure and understanding Absolutely. that that kid needs both of those energies, that male and female energy source, because it's created from a male and female energy source. So it needs both. No, so I, I, I think, understand that. But but yeah. like, here's the thing. Let's agree. Oh, let's man. agree. Let's agree to this. We are never with with free will as what it is and, and what it's supposed to be. We cannot control adults when they decide to be intimate or not, which means right. that which means that adults are gonna adult, no. right? It's gonna be a lot of a lot of adulting. Let's just call it that, right? Now, more often in, in, in time, right? People are enjoying the act of having sex, not thinking about procreating and actually creating a child and being together. They just are enjoying the recreation. Right. So that mm -hmm. in lies most of the problems there because now when a child is created, the mindset is already nowhere near that direction. Like, listen, I didn't even right. want to do it was just being with you as being one-on-one -on -one or being a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, whatever. Right. I just want to have fun. So now that a child is involved, yeah, we need to talk about that because I don't even really want to be with you like that, let alone right. be a family with you. So you're already starting off on the wrong foot. With that, that being right. said, I don't believe in, in creating laws. I'm just saying, John, I don't believe in creating laws to it. stop from, from sexual, you know. Um, well, pregnant, it's a lot of ways to prevent pregnancy. I mean, we can use condoms. She can swallow. This? He can pull out. You know what I'm saying? He can jack. I mean, you know, we can use birth. Oh. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Angie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I loved it. I love it, but I love it, but, I mean, but I mean, hey, yo, listen, listen, if we don't, if we don't create the life, we don't have to end the life, right? That's, that's a fact, right? Not, so not, we can, we can get creative with this thing now. Like if we, they don't push pregnancy prevention anymore. They only push abortion. And I think that's the problem. So there has to be something sinister behind this, behind the underlying issue. Like, why if we focused on pregnancy prevention we wouldn't need all these abortion clinics Absolutely. but they're instead they're pushing reckless promiscuous sex Correct. all of our new female artists what they rapping about popeyes and planned parenthood Correct. suck dick get pregnant abort the baby go buy a box of chicken right right okay so what i'm saying is nobody is promoting abstinence nobody is talking to these girls about being virgins no more right nobody talking about these girls about being wholesome not only y'all not even protecting the girls they telling the boys to be hoes the yeah. boys out here talk about they barbs and twerking and sh man y'all <laughs> but hey brings up a good point the choice of keeping a baby shouldn't be up only to the woman and what y'all was saying earlier was is something i experienced right so now you have the baby right say the man doesn't want to have the baby whatever whatever they have the baby and then what happens once the, the woman has the baby the shit the man has to go through and all of a, like like you said, it's the structure, is missing, right? And, and, because and then you don't the one work minute, out. 
Right, and one mm. minute they want equal rights. You don't really want equal rights because if we you can kill the baby, if you can kill the baby and get away from, get away with it, why he can't walk away from the baby and get away with it? Yeah, we should definitely because have a choice. Because, in oh, that's easy. Because once again, that would be under the common sense rule, right? That would be under the common sense rule because common sense says mm. this: if if you don't take care of the child as a man in the moment, and the woman yeah, needs help, you know what the government says? Where's the man? Right? Where's Absolutely. the man? So we'll give you help, but if we ever find that man, you know what they're going to do? They're going to retroactive back any fucking help that they gave you and then put yep. the bill towards the guy and said, because we've had to take care of your family and we had to step in and be blah, blah, blah. Now you owe us. It, it Again, it's it's a vicious cycle. Like, like and I said, and vicious... not only that, child support is not designed to keep the family together. We know that, right? Oh, Why absolutely would it? They don't make they don't make money if we together. So that's their way of making money and keeping our families apart. And while our families apart, perfect example, like you said, Jared, the Dr. Phil show, right? And I don't know how many people seen me on it. But my son's father has spent a lot of time in prison. He came home, was only out for two years. He was tragically murdered. Here I am, a mama, sitting between two men trying to save my son's manhood. One, a white man that's supposed to be a doctor, discrediting me as a mother, discrediting my education, telling me I don't know what I'm talking about, convincing my son that he's a woman. And the other one is a six foot seven man in a wig with a size 17 shoe telling me about how he can be a better mama than me. Women were never supposed to be in this position. I, I should have never been put mm. in a position where I'm on the front line trying to protect my son's manhood against two men, one white and one a black man thinking he a woman can do it bigger and better than me. That is mm. the exact design of this system that we are up against. They want to remove the black men, and they have done this in so many ways. They pushed homosexuality. They put the whole AIDS epidemic that took out so many black men. Then we had mass incarceration, right? Then they turn around with COVID. Now, all of a sudden, we got an agenda for our boys to become women before they even become men. Mm. Mm. We need the bell for that. <laughs> nah, I was about to say no. That yeah, y'all gotta check out that Doctor Phil, yo. Y'all alright? Y'all y'all alright with it? Y'all sitting up here supporting this agenda like y'all forgot during them days of slavery or when the KKK was running around and came and took a man out of his house and hung him from the tree. The first thing he did was castrate him. They cut their penises off and put them in their mouth. So you telling me now we willingly walking our children into? Being chemically castrated? Yeah. Y'all like, supporting that? You voting for it? Oh, hell no. I mean, again, it, it, you know, it, go, it, goes, it goes deeper than that. You know, you're absolutely right, but it, it still goes deeper than that. You know, I, I still believe that they're putting things in the food, right? Yes, the water. The food in the water, Everything. right? And 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 it's not it's not a, a fast thing, obviously, that we're going to see it's going to have a reaction immediately What this is. They play the long game. You just got to understand that. Like they play the, the long game. So we're going to slowly but surely introduce these chemicals that we know over a certain amount of time starts to starts to subdue men. Right. We already know because we developed this shit. It starts to subdue you. It makes you less aggressive. Right. Listen. Right. Because the men are the protector. We're supposed to be the aggressive ones. We're supposed to be the ones that, that I, provide the protection. I, but if we're soft and we fucking fold, then you have no protector. So now I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about, not to cut yeah, you right. off because I know I gotta get out of here, but I want to give y'all another example. Yeah, like with sorry. the red with the red line and stuff, and even when it comes to our schools and the clinics and stuff, those health clinics they offer us in our neighborhood. 
Right. I remember when I was when I came home from prison, it was real hard for me. Like I was trying to get on my feet and I was raising my kids alone. And I remember like the schools, cause they didn't want to deal with our children. They kept telling me, oh, your boy's got ADHD. Oh, we need to get them a learning plan. Oh, you need to get them on riddling. We can't deal with them. They won't sit down. You know, that's what they tell us. Cause they want our kids sitting in school like zombies. And I don't share this story with too many people, but I'm gonna share it with y'all. I went for the hook and I put my son on riddling, two of them. And it mm. wasn't about three months later, I started seeing they was developing breasts. Wow. I took them off. That son that y'all see that thinks he a woman and look like one, that motherfucker is natural. So every I just said that to say that everything you are saying is absolutely correct. So when we talking about going back to building this city or starting over, that's what I mean when I say we got to go back to everything that's natural, organic, and makes common sense. That's God already gave us everything we needed, y'all. Yeah. Anything that's it's not good for us. We have to go back to everything. Like, even when it comes to our shoes, them putting the rubber on the bottom of our shoes to keep our feet from becoming connected with the earth because the earth is a magnetic field that recharges us. Like, we supposed to be out in the sun. Our feet supposed to touch the grass. This is stuff that they don't teach us. They have completely disconnected us from our life and energy source, which is the earth. That's yeah. going on. You know, no, I would shit. I, this could have easily been a two-hour episode, sis. But we know <laughs> this could have easily been one yeah, of the more. Whenever y'all need me, yeah. I'll be back. You know that. <laughs> Listen, before, before you go, um, before you go, we we did we did um manage to get uh the information for the book. So I'm gonna put it up, and you want to talk about you want to talk about it right now. Let oh wow, caught in the cool, y'all. Caught in the cool was my last political journey. That's all about me being in Trump's White House. January 6th. Y'all listen, don't nobody beat me up, but I actually got a personal invite to Trump and told him my story. And ever since I went in and told Trump my story, Trump was very supportive of everything that I had brought to him. So caught in the coup is my story of working in Trump's White House of the things that were going on behind the scenes and how we were advocating for our community and the things that we were getting done and passed while the world was caught up in racial division. So that's what Caught in the Coup is all about. That's my fourth book. Fire. You guys can check wait, wait. We, got other, we got the other three, oh, too. Oh, there they go. What are we talking about? We got you. Come on, sis. You ready, baby? Let's go. We promote. We promote. Okay. Okay. So listen. So Life Beyond These Walls is the first book I ever wrote. I wrote this book in prison. I walked around prison every day with a pen in the pad and I interviewed women that are incarcerated. I was incarcerated with about their stories. And it was kind of wow. like almost a documentary that just talked about where they went wrong, what they would do differently. And they just share their stories. Life of a Real Housewife is after my release from prison. I'm finally cleared of everything. I don't serve my time. So I go ahead and tell my story about my life of crime. This is the book that made me a national best-selling author. It made number one three times on Amazon. After... <laughs> Ooh, come on. We can't. We ain't going to let you just fly by here. What you talking about? Let's talk about After I released Life of a Real Housewife, I was sued for $30 million by Phaedra Parks. I ended up going to court for four years litigating that case. Won the case. It was dismissed with prejudice. And that's what the last book is about, Dismissed with Prejudice. It has all of the court documents, all of the dispositions, everything that happened in the court case. And I was finally set free. 
And after I wrote that book, y'all, I did a reality show with Queen Latifah from the bottom up on BET. Then I went to Trump's White House. Then I ran for office. And now I'm back in the community, y'all. We getting it done. Yeah. <laughs> what we talking about? You I know you gotta go, sis, but what are you? We gotta get us the next time. Like I know Trump, you have the relationship with Trump, and now you work with RFK. I'm curious how that works out and stuff like that. I got mad questions, but you know, we just want to let you know. Oh, if you want to get into real, it real quick, I'm real quick because I got six percent left and then this phone gonna die. Okay, um, gotcha, gotcha. I love Trump, and I think that Trump is um what happened with me and Trump, it really had nothing to do with Trump. It was more so the people around Trump. And I am a campaign consultant, and I feel like I deserve to be compensated for my work, especially when it comes to Black engagement. And when you guys have yeah. a lot of white people working for your campaigns and you paying them millions and millions and millions of dollars, I feel as though the Black people also need to be compensated. And I just didn't feel as though I was valued over there or that they recognized my worth. The opportunity came for me to work with RFK. I took it and I have more inclusion on this side because, you know, some of us rock with Trump, but a lot of us don't. And a lot of us rock with Trump, but we don't fuck with Republicans. So the independent space allows me to be able to work with my people, whether they rock with Trump, whether they rock with Republicans, whether they rock with Democrats. It's just a place where, you know, before politics, we cool. You know what I'm saying? We ain't, we ain't beefing about nothing. So it allows me to come into a space where I can get with my people and we ain't all on the same party line, but we want what's best for us. And we just come together in this space, man, and we make it happen for our community. And we can fight later on, but right now it's about getting the work done. That's it. And with that said, you know... Yeah, I mean, fist up. <laughs> I playing with us, man. But we do want to say go. we know you're on six percent, sis. Just yeah, you know, like we, we follow me, follow me on IG, the Angie Stanton. Follow me on Twitter, the Auntie Angie. You can follow me on TikTok, the Angie Stanton. Y'all, until next time, bros. You got my number. Anytime y'all need me, hit me up. Thank you for everybody that tuned in. Yeah, Peace we love you, sis. That's love. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, she, yo, she was dope. I can't even end the episode right now with that, with nigga. I mean, go ahead. And we can, we can, we can go a little longer if you want to go. We can go a couple nah. minutes. Nah, she was the wrong way. I just didn't like the tone of we could go a couple of minutes and go longer. I, didn't like <laughs> I just didn't like the tone. I was going to stop you on that. But like, yeah, but something like the walkthrough we did, bro. Something like the walkthrough we did with Mike yeah. Barron or something like that, walking through a hut and showing up like, yeah, ladies, she was talking that stuff, man, just black people in general. She was talking a lot of things that affected the community. And I don't have a preference either or right now at the moment. I would love to hear more of this brother's agenda in terms of RFK, but I can say I'm glad she has a voice because that's the voice that we need. It is, here's the thing that, again, and we can touch on this real quick. And if And if anybody wants to disagree, then go ahead and, and jump in because this is my opinion and my opinion only. Mm -hmm. um, but it is based on some facts. As a community, a lot of us vote Democrat because we were raised to vote Democrat, but also because we we grew up in an impoverished community. And the Democrat Party is normally the impoverished representation of the community. But if you notice, when most people in our community become wealthy, they stop voting Democrat. They vote Republican. A lot, a lot of wealthy people. That's why. Why do you think so many 
wealthy black people supported Trump and got all the backlash. And they was like, bro, I don't give a fuck about that. I made more money when Trump was in office than any other. Let me because once again, once you change your narrative, once you change your direction and what you want out of life and the position that you're in, now the people that represent you have to change as well. Absolutely. I think I think the same applies to to people from the blacks on the bottom, bro. Poor black, bro. They was eating more. We was getting stimulus checks. People were doing all right in one of the hardest crises that America has ever seen, the world has ever seen. So, and plus, okay. we we grew up Republican as far as black people. Our culture was Republican with Abraham Lincoln in them. We well, started if you think about it, black Republicans. That that that's what we started I, as. That's what we started as. So we we shifted around the 1940s and 1950s. And all right. that, but like when I ask the normal person, if I ask somebody right now who's our age, bro, even a little younger, why are you democratic? It's just flowing with it. Do you know only eight percent of people in the new in Bronx in the Bronx voted for Trump? Eight percent, ninety-two democratic. Ninety-two percent is a big number, bro. That's that screams programming to me. Screams programming. Ninety-two I mean, percent for one thing that's not helping the community. That, again, uh, no, no disrespect, no disrespect to nobody, but. At the end of the day, life life is extremely difficult for people. Absolutely. Off the back. Absolutely. Let's let's just talk about something. Life is extremely fucking difficult for people right off the back. Now, you add in all of these things that somebody's supposed to do. Remember, we talk about erase yourself, morals, education, blah, blah, blah. You know, the things you have to do health-wise and things of that nature, things of that nature, things of that nature. Then you want to add in something as complicated as fucking politics. Politics, bro? That right. shit is a fucking, it's like a life in its own. You understand what I'm saying? So what ends up happening is most people get overwhelmed, right? A lot of these bills come out and the bill is not a one page bill. It's a thousand page fucking bill. It's a thousand right. pages, bro. And what she said, Every most of us not reading, not going through, not doing the knowledge on it. You understand, bro? Because because it's it's a lot it's a lot for people to understand it's a lot for people to read it's a lot for people to digest and educationally it can be overwhelming if they're not at the capacity to understand what they're doing. So only so long they're gonna be in, they're interested. Why do you think that the new listener average in, um, attention rate is like thirty Ooh, seconds or less? You know what I'm saying? Super on social quick. media, two seconds, bro. On right, social media, two seconds. Them quick, right? Why? Because if it ain't shiny, it ain't fucking dancing, it ain't fucking moving it. They don't want to look at it. You understand? I got um. Yeah. I was I got a you, to, bro. You got a couple more minutes. I was gonna say if you want to, because we had a lot of engagement, bro. So on LinkedIn, IG, and all that, bro. You want to let somebody come in, share their thoughts on what she was talking about? I got a couple this, minutes. They they can come in. I'm just gonna um I'm just gonna share this tab real quick, just to just to um show some people something. Uh, we putting uh, it in the chat, y'all. If somebody want to join the show real quick, we got a couple of minutes. If you've been tuned in, you want to just say something about what she was talking about as real. So here we go, right? You can see my screen, right? Yes, sir. Right. So this is Project 2025. Right. So, again, like we talked about this already. Right. Project 2025, the far right playbook for American authoritarianism. You understand? So, like, again, when the presidents get into office and shit like this, this is this is the, the, the philosophy and the fucking the, the thing, the guidelines that they're going to go by to govern the comp to govern the country and things of that of that nature right and this thing outlines a lot of shit that the president's going to read and have to understand and yeah I want to you know want to go by this and go by that and guess who this shit is made is is written by it ain't written by us you understand what i'm saying yeah. is is by look restricting human rights and exiting um international bodies and you understand you got to just look at the categories in this thing um 
and how this thing breaks it down. And this is not even all of it, right? Look, American Family Association, right? America First Legal. There's so many things in here that you got to just read um, and understand what they're going to do. You understand? Like, and, and again, this is not even the full thing, but you know what I mean? It's just showing you just... That's the cliff note version. Right. <laughs> like, facts. Right. And, and we can go into the actual table of contents. We look, restrict, look, restricting sexual and reproductive health and human rights. That's in there right there. Chapter six. It's in there. Look at the fucking table of contents. Right. The, the, the role of Christian nationalism. Right. Gutting the silver, the civil service. Like you understand ending racial equality efforts. I mean, like this shit. Look, ending woke military pro, uh, policies, reforming public education. Restricting, you know what I mean? Like this shit is right. is, is it's so deep, bro. Um, that it's crazy, bro. Yeah, it's so deep that you know, it, it takes a lot, man. I think a I lot, think we bro. have to try to I think we have to try to find a way to get people to join in, to join in to the fight, but slowly because what was done to us was done over time. We need to get people to join in slowly. Figure out a lane that they can get in that doesn't overload themselves. You understand what I'm saying? That way it can become part of their learned behavior, a part of their everyday routine. If we can do that, I can get that. Right. Just one thing, like one thing, right? Like say, okay, Jared, you don't do this. How about you just do this one time a week? Right. Then you're like, oh, one time a week ain't bad. Then maybe two, then maybe three, right? That's how you work yourself into it. And then it becomes your everyday routine. And then it's not overloading you no more. But trying to get somebody to fucking read a thousand page document and understand what section 13.CB means, you know what I mean? You're going to overload somebody and they know that. And that's why they don't do it. We got Jaden. That's why they release it that way. Jaden, what up, family? What up, family? Good? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, crap. You're, you're on the show. You're live, baby. Time out. Time out. You don't come on the show and say, hold on. You, you got to be. Four, about four, about four. I have to be <laughs> hold on. Like, what are you talking about? Hold on. Damn. You got to be ready to go, baby. You don't stay in the green room, man. You know what I'm saying? No. What's going on? <laughs> nah. I appreciate that. Now, thank you. I actually follow Angie Staten King on Instagram, and you know I've been following her for quite some time. So, listen to her talk about it. Listen to her talk about you know RFK, the Black community, and just all these different things that she's talking about. It's just these are things that I even think about myself because I'm only 24. So I'm always thinking like, how can I be an asset to the community? Even like me, like I run my own business. I mentor children and i'm looking to even increase uh, like even increase like how can i do more for the community so these are things that i'm thinking about and she's right in a lot of ways like you know a lot of us aren't politically informed about you know project 2025 or the fact that as a people we have 1.9 billion no not 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 billion but 1.9 trillion and buying spending power, but in 2050, potentially our network, our network can be zero. And mm. it just, it's a lot of things that it makes you scratch your head and be like, okay, if we all, if we, if people, because people understand this, people see this, it's like, why isn't there not enough action being done? So that's where, you know, you, we have to start asking these questions on, is there more that we can do or is it, or is it maybe more people need to step up as leaders? I'm not saying we got to be the next Malcolms, Freds, Martins, or anybody. It's just like, what more can we do? 
and that's even something that I'm asking myself consistently. But but you, you bro, you, you're 24 right now, right? I'm looking at your title. This is founder and CEO, relation agency, right? You're an entrepreneur, right? Yes, I am. You're entre- you're entrepreneur. You're, you're doing something right there. All right. Is now how do we teach that back to the black community? How do we show them the importance of that? Right. Like, cause I'm gonna keep it all the way funky at 24. I didn't have that mindset. Right. Like, so how do we do more? We teach, we teach each other, but we got to bring each other up. The problem is a lot of people at the top and there's a crab and crab in the barrel mentality. We have distrust for our black people and don't even know why. And that's what John Graham was saying before, bro. we have to look at our relationship as black people as a whole. Straight up and down. If you if you see somebody like, oh shit, you think it's gonna be an issue and it's a black brother, bro. I don't I don't move like that no more, bro. I'm gonna keep it all the way funky with you. I don't give a fuck if it's 50 motherfuckers on the corner. I'm walking right past that same corner and I'm gonna say what's up. That's how I move, bro. Like, you feel me? Like, I don't know how you feel about that, Chad. Like, it's our relationship with the black community. We talk we could do more. We all could do one-off things, but how do we create impact as a whole? And that goes back to the structure and the standard of the new black community. Who we letting in, who we not, who's governing that shit. So let's let's start at the beginning, which I believe right, has go. to be the foundation. Let's go. The reason we have distrust in the community is because a lot of motherfuckers get in, pos- in position and do a lot of fucking distrustful, dumb, stupid shit. Like call a spade a fucking spade. You got distrust because you worked that hard to get to a certain position. Then when you got to a certain position, you got the back end of the community, you got the support, blah, blah, blah. And then you do some dumb shit to spit in everybody's face that fucking got you there. Are we perfect as human beings? No, we will never be. But there should be lines in the sand that some people just do not fucking do when it comes to actions. But the problem is most human beings, most are self-serving. They're self-serving. So once they get in a position and they feel like I'm good, I'm in position, blah, blah, blah. Then all the rest of the shit goes out the fucking window and their mindset goes to just saying, how do I stay here? How do I eat now? How do I better myself instead of how do we now continue to build this thing? That's the problem. If, if, if you have people in position, so J- Jada said, oh, you know, well, we don't have any Malcolms in, we don't have any Martins in, but why? What What's stopping you from being the next Malcolm? What's stopping you from being the next Martin? The answer is yourself. Nobody is stopping you from, from getting up, putting a fire under your own ass and saying, this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to do it, right? And you can- That's right. You can be the next Jaden, right? The first Jaden, right? Because guess what? There, there's always going to be somebody that has a, a mentality same as yours. That's why this world is so fucked up because it's so many different things that people like. There's so many different pockets of people that like that shit that you're going to find somebody to support you no matter how radical your ideology is. So if you feel like you got a rational ideology based on common sense and culture and structure, then you should have a great following. But you got to... The problem with us as a community is earning that trust. You got to show and prove because you know that we're jaded because we've seen so many people get to the mountaintop and then fucking fuck up and fall off. That's the answer. You got to show up every day. I can't disagree with that. It's it's a matter. It's honestly, it's honestly a matter. Again, it's like just showing up and proving that, yo, I'm trustworthy and I have the best. I have my intention is for best for the people. And that's something even now as, as a, as an entrepreneur that I'm finding out is because again, you can have, you can have an idea, but if your idea isn't backed by just, Hey, these are my morals. These are my values. These are what I stand by. And I have people that can vouch for me saying that, yo, this, he's trustworthy. He's going to do the right thing. And I know that he's going to show up. 
then you know you're off to, you're off to a great start or you know if you don't got that then you're not off to a good start honestly all i'm saying right now is the fact that we have the we have the solutions we have the solutions the solutions are there it's just as humans and as we see this nowadays people just need to be influenced uh hey you know what we see that we're earn your leisure earn your leisure we, they're talking about investing now people are talking about investing more consistently or now people now the newest investors are black people a majority of new investors are black people all people need is just that little drop of influence and it's like all right you know what i'm gonna you know i'm gonna clean up my credit or you know what i'm gonna invest i'm gonna invest or i'm gonna take more of a leadership role in my community and that's all that it takes so as you know as i sit here and as i reflect on the socioeconomic uh state of the united states but mainly in our communities is now it's just what can we do to to turn to turn the tide because again we can sit here and we can blame the government we could blame the politicians we could blame the big corporations the banks at the same time we we a lot of this we we engage in it because we because a lot of us know all right corporations as we see with these layoffs they're making billions they're making billions they're making more revenue than ever more profits than ever That's but they're fact. laying people off fact though Citibank, like, Citibank ceos got to raise all the banking financial giants got raises they're laying off ten thousand people at a time i literally for for my business i wrote the fact that like there's studies going out that is i think it was 901 business leaders saying that they expected to be a recession this year and <laughs> And, 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 you know, but the government is saying, hey, you know, we're we're experiencing job growth and, you know, the you know, our GDP and our economy is high. But on Thanksgiving, people are complaining about groceries. We we again, the solutions are there. Like Angela said, people don't know how to grow potato. Like I live, I live, I live, I live, I live in the city. I live in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. So I, I literally thought in my head, it's we it's two sides to my neighborhood. Why don't we divide the sides up into four quadrants? We get four, we get maybe about four people to learn how to grow or do hydroponic gardening. You could do indoor gardening. And then we teach other people in the neighborhood. So four people from four quadrants, one person from each quadrant and another person from each quadrant on the other side. That's what? That's about eight farmers and they teach other people how to farm. You teach other people how to farm. Other people know how to grow their own food, so it doesn't. They don't have to worry about oh, I got to go to the grocery store and I got to spend almost two hundred dollars on food in order to feed, in order to feed my daughters or feed my sons or feed my grandkids. It's these solutions are there. All it takes is just for people to be like, hey, you know what? I'm a. We got to come together because for the sake, for the sake, for the sake of ourselves, but also for the sake of for the sake of our community. Because but wait, what did she say, bro? She said, we're afraid of putting in the work. That's the problem. The idea is solid. It's who the it, fuck is going to put in the work. Exactly. And that's what it all boils down to is like, yo, who's going to be the one to be like, all right, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go and I'll take an hour out of my day to learn about gardening. Or I'm going to take an hour out of my day to mentor some kids or I'm going to go and I'm going to, or I'm going to go learn and I'm going to go spend the money so I can learn about hydroponic, hydroponic gardening or indoor gardening. All it takes is just one. And again, this, we have so many solutions 
it's just the fact it's like the solutions are so easy and it's there's it's literally right in our faces it's just the fact that again we're just it's it's just this hesitancy or it's just it's hesitancy but it's also the sense of comfort whereas if we know the ship is going down we can see it it's just the fact that everybody it's like hey you know what That's we have this mentality of what can we do yeah there's there's a lot you can do you, but that's the but, but that, not not to cut you, but that's the programming that we have, bro. I know Chad gonna love me on this one, bro. Look how many obese people in the community, and the easy solution is to fucking work out. You don't even have right, and it's not easy. Change your diet. Change your diet. Simple things, right? Or you could just fast. Or you you could just go. You yo. But eat. most people won't. Who gonna fucking do it? Here's the thing. Easier said than done. Number one, two things. You can't save everybody. Just understand. You cannot save. Um, we have to stop thinking that we can save everybody. There has to be levels to this thing. There has to be. Success is based on failure. If everybody's successful, then there is no failure. Then nobody's successful because we're all carbon copies of the same thing. So with that being said, we just have to understand we can't save everybody. Now, step two is just understanding that once again, the way our community works is, right? We don't believe shit stinks. We don't support shit until we see it, until we see other people supporting it, until we can say, okay, we understand it's real, right? It mm -hmm. starts with you, Jaden, looking at one problem. Not two, not three, not four, not five. Why overload yourself? Look at one problem that you would like to solve. Whatever it is, pick it and solve that problem repeatedly. Now, you give yourself the schedule. Notice I ain't tell you how many times to solve it, how many days out of the week to solve it, but solve it repeatedly. After you keep solving that problem repeatedly to a certain level, you're going to be known as a, a guy that solves that problem. Now, whoever you've solved that problem with now gets to transform their life in a certain direction to get better, right? And we're doing the same thing, right? So one of the problems that we're solving is the misinformation from the top to the bottom. So this is what we're doing. We're bringing successful people onto this platform, allowing them to be as candid as they want and to give out the information that now can be absorbed by people of the middle class or people of the lower class that haven't had that level of success. See, we're solving a problem. See, we're solving a problem. Now, that's, that's the first thing we want to do. Now, is there other things that we want to do? Of course, there's other things that we want to do. But right now, we're limited with the resources that we have to solve our first problem. Now, once we get to the next level and we can actually say we've solved that problem and we can continue to solve it and we have more resources, then we can solve another problem. And and then... It, and then it, it, cycle continue. Yeah. Rinse and repeat from there. You understand what I'm saying? So if, you, if you're doing something right now, but don't... The first thing I would like for you to do is just have faith in yourself and understand that if you're solving a problem, then you're making a difference. Don't downplay your own accomplishment or your own contribution to the culture because that's another way they get us. They get you to think that just because you're not a certain person doing it on a certain level your contribution shouldn't be celebrated, which is bullshit. You understand? You're a CEO. You're a founder. You're mentoring at people. At 24 fucking years old. That is phenomenal. Congratulations to you, sir. And that shit should be celebrated. And not celebrated like, yeah, you know, I did it with your fucking head down. No, poke your chest out. Pick your fucking Shut head up. Chin up, say, chest out. What are we doing over here, right? Because you know that what you're doing is very important and you're changing kids lives are you going to change every kid's life no but it's a numbers game the more people you talk to with the same positive message the more people you will end up changing that's it
We have to start looking at it systematically and stop trying to undo everything that was done to us at one time, right? It just doesn't work that way. It, it, it takes time. People have programming, they have conditioning, and they're scared to death of change. Like Jared said, they're scared to death of change. Message. That's a great way, but I, I think that was a dope ass, bro. That was that was fire. And Jada, man, just let us make sure you. I know we connected already. Make sure I get your contact on LinkedIn, Broski, so we so we stay in tune. Since you in the city, man, we got it now, man. Yeah. Of course, of course. I'll reach out to you. That's not a problem. Yeah, I'm send us the information on your on your um foundation and stuff, man. I, your agency, man. I would love to, you know, learn more about it and you know, any way that we can help promote something positive. We would love to definitely uh promote That's it on the show. Do, bro. You know what I mean? It's okay if I tell what it is now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead, bro. So basically, basically, uh I was in corporate America. I graduated 2021 during, you know, the whole COVID COVID uh pandemic graduated uh went to corporate america for a little bit for the majority of 2022 ended up leaving started my company so my company is a market research company so what i do is i research i do be, i do the research for businesses so if somebody comes to me is like Jaden, i got an idea i want to start a company i want to start a tech company all right what are you what are your goals what are you what are you thinking about doing this is what I want to do. This is the, you know, I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at Apple's industry. I'm looking at consumer electronics. Okay, cool. I'll go, I'll do the research. I'll pull the data. I'll pull the stats. I'll break it down. I'll look at what Apple is doing, what your top competitors are doing, who's the bubbling company, who's the bubbling companies. And I look at the innovation that the industry needs. Hmm. And I'll also do competitive analysis, qualitative and quantitative research. So if a larger company says, hey, we want to know, about how our how our employees feel about you know where the company is heading you know where's the morale i'll come in i'll reach i'll speak to you know i'll speak to the employees i'll say hey well this is how what you know i ask some questions how do you feel about x you know where do you think the company is going do you see yourself staying here for the next five ten years xyz so i research i do research i do analysis and all i'm doing is simplifying information for a lot of entrepreneurs because i know as an entrepreneur it's usually a one person doing everything so i come in i provide the research and i keep them engaged and i keep them informed on how people are spending their money uh the, the state of the economy and their industry so i just that's make fine, lives a little bit easier that's dope, bro. That, and, and, that's, and then let's talk about this offline because that's something we do too, bro. Because we have an agency as well, Outside the Box Digital. And we do social media, qualitative, quantitative research. Bro, I've been in the marketing space for 11 years, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Data research, data analysis, breaking it down, making it digestible. So let's definitely, if you're doing that at 24, I wasn't thinking that at 24. Let's talk about it and we'll let you know, you know, maybe some things that we're doing differently that you can maybe incorporate and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So let's definitely talk offline and, and just keep doing what you're doing, bro. Because there's of a lane, course. there's a market for you, man. And if you, if I don't give you any sauce, just continue to brand yourself. Because I was that guy like you in corporate America, bro. I didn't get the opportunity until I branded myself online. And when I branded myself online, it created this opportunity that we're on right now. You know what I'm trying to say? So just go on LinkedIn, make it work, bro. Tell your story, be unapologetically you, and just give out the best fucking work. And, you know, everything's going to show. You know, everything's going to come back in your favor, bro. I promise that. Of course, that's what I'm doing now. I'm I'm always working. I'm always working. I'm always on LinkedIn. I'm always yo. I, like for example, I put up. I got an article coming out uh, next Monday because I do a blog bi-weekly. Uh, I'm talking about business development and business planning. Uh, I'm I'm always working. So there's never just 
it's never just all right you know it's, it's always it's, i'm always brainstorming it's never just all right i gotta take a break yeah i take breaks here and there but i'm always thinking all right how can i expand and how can i get my foot in the door but most importantly how can i give this information back and make it digestible to a kid that's 15 16 17 that's maybe thinking about starting a business or somebody you know that's trying to pivot in their career if it be due to layoffs or because you know they want to achieve financial freedom or they want to be independent that's it. So, but what, what, what's the best advice we got from what? Well, one of the best, my personal favorites. When in Rome, be Romans. When you're talking to that 17 and 18 year old, you got to be a Roman. You got to speak to them in their language. You got to be the cool dude. You got to be that. You know what I mean? In order to yeah. penetrate. That's why we have a show like this where we talk. We talk shit. We're gonna cut. We're gonna do what we do. It's got to be something that instantly grabs them. We got to be outside too. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? All those things. You know what I mean? All well, that plays a part. Just remember, Jaden. You know what I mean? Um, and even and I, you know, shout out to David Shans, man, because he was one of the Facts. one of the first people to, to hammer this shit home. Is like, Facts. you know, be be known for something first. Not to say you can't do multiple things, because you know we talk to him and you can have multiple successes. But like he said, you want to really make a change, pick one thing first. Like I said, solve one problem. Get pick your 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 most passionate issue, and keep changing that, and keep changing that, and keep changing that till you get to the point where. When somebody wants that done, everybody comes to you. You understand what I'm saying? Where you create almost a market for just changing that one issue. And then once you get to a certain level, like I said, then you can add on certain things. That way you can you can sit back at night and say, I know for a fact that I put enough energy into something, right? To develop a system to change at least this one thing. I understand you want to carry a lot, right? We all do. We all feel deeply about our community and we all want to give back to a certain extent but you can't give back crumbs and expect change right we got to give back full fucking meals you know what i mean you give back crumbs and ain't nobody gonna get full they're gonna keep back coming back saying i'm hungry i'm hungry but if you you know what i mean you give them a full meal and you really really show them what it is and you really feed a person then they they don't come back for a while and then they learn and then they can feed themselves you understand what i'm saying to solve that one problem bro you know what i mean yeah, man, that's it. That's real that's shit, bro. So we definitely gonna we definitely gonna link, man. We definitely gonna make sure we get us your number, broski. But for everybody watching, thank for y'all still. Yo, yeah, y'all know this is our normal format, y'all. You know what I'm saying? We just rock out, man. First of all, JD, y'all first guest on the episode. So you know what I mean? Shout out to you, bros. This is gonna thank, be monumental. You know what I'm saying? And be clear, don't come on here talking a bunch of bullshit and then do some other shit later. Because the same way we champion you now is the same way we'll get we'll fucking tear your ass up later. You understand? And that's I know you're gonna do it. I know you're gonna do it. It was the only way I could say it. I knew you was gonna do it. I, I knew you was gonna do it, but I, I could say it because we gotta. That's another thing that we gotta get. We gotta get comfortable with doing. We gotta get comfortable with holding each other accountable. Fact. Right, Fact. holding each other accountable. So yeah, we are gonna champion you when we feel like you're doing the right thing. But if you do some dumb shit, then we are gonna fucking make sure we chastise your ass also as OGs and people older than you. And we are gonna fucking be like, yo, you are gonna pull your coattail and be like, yo, you doing a bunch of fucking stupid shit and cut that shit out. So, you know, get comfortable with that, right? You ain't always going to get a pat on the back. If you do some stupid shit, you should want somebody to be like, yo, you're doing some stupid shit. Cut that out because that's not what we're doing, right? It's balance. That's no, that's real. I appreciate that. You got to respect the OGs. You got, and also you got to take criticism. And if you don't take criticism or you don't take, you know, you don't take advice from people that got your best interests, then, you know, you're doomed to fail. So uh, I I respect it. I can't, I can't, I can't hate it. I can't hate it. Yeah, you may not like it, but you gotta respect it. So I respect that wholeheartedly. That's, that's, Man, it. that's gonna be the model. Mm -hmm. 
Shit, that's gonna be the model. You might not like it, but you gotta respect it. <laughs> that's real shit, though. That's that's perfect for the show. And believe this shit, Jaden. Like you're gonna have a lot of people that you that you're gonna help change their life, and they might not never come up to you and tell you, and you might not never get that recognition. But just know that if you're doing something positive and you know your message is good, you're out there, you're out there changing lives. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Sometimes yeah. people are just shy, and you know people communicate differently. They'll never tell you like yo, Jay, yo, that shit you did saved my fucking life. But believe, bro, if you're doing a good work. You you are out there making a difference, bro. Trust me. And this is gonna live through the shit. That's a fact. Trust you, me. We're we're getting the stories now, bro. Same same thing we're doing. Positive, you know. This like this year too. Year two, bro. There was times when nobody was liking anything, nobody was sharing anything, nobody was coming on, nobody. We had nobody to fucking share the link to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'd be on the show just our motherfucking self. You know what I'm saying? So that's the truth, bro. So like, it's gonna work. We know people right now that that look at our story and be like, "Yo, we just brought a million into to forest houses. Show them the hood. Show them how we another, live." Another another one, because technically AD was in the area too. Another we bring another millionaires to the hood, multi millionaires to the hood, bro. Showing them how we live. Showing that's how you impact change, bro. Get the relationship. Show them how you live, but show them good work and be a good person first. And everything else is gonna open up, man. Straight up and down, man. That's what we on here more than the title. And everybody listening, yo, man, shout out to y'all. We're going to see y'all next week. Next week, we got crazy, man. Yo, Babs Bunny from Making the Band is coming through. Boop, 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 boop. Yo, yo, Dylon, Dylon, and Dylon. We're not having Dylon on. She's going to get mad at me. I'm going to have the Dylon clips. I am Dylon the Dillinger. The Dillinger. We ain't got the Dillinger, but we got Babs. And we're going to hear how the story went, man. What's the real behind the band? The story and all that shit. We're gonna yeah. talk business, queen of the ring, all that stuff. And then on the 29th, we ain't, we ain't we talking, talking pub shit though. Don't don't tune in. We ain't talking no scandal diddy shit because we don't give a fuck yeah. about that. Yeah, absolutely we'll not. You know what I mean? But she's willing to give us exclusive. I'm not gonna say no, but I'm not gonna ask I mean, the question. If you want to drop if you want to drop an ill story about how Chopper from Miami didn't make, you know what I mean? You know what well, what niggas really fighting in the joint? Was it fake? <laughs> right, what, was, right, what was real? Right. What was fake? I want to know what was real, what was right, fake. Right. I know y'all with us. What was the, uh, the MC that used to hang around with them that ended up being the producer, the, the girl chick that um I think... Um, Sarah? She was a rapper. She was a rapper, and then she turned to be one of their producers. She didn't make it at the last cut, but I think she ended up being one of their producers. They brought her back like three times. I, I don't know if she had AG. AG. I think she had AG or something like that, but I think she had braids and shit, little... Short braids. She used to rap like this. Remember the girl that used to rap? Oh, you don't want no problem. She's on like two of the songs. I think I know you. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember her name, but she rapped like a dude. Like you don't want to play with me. I do the play. Mad people right now. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to. Nigga just sounded like Glow Real. I don't know who that was. (laughs) I gotta think her name. But we got Babs pulling up, and then on on 29th, y'all Perry Fair, first black man to run up successful. Billion dollar agency on Madison Ave. Y'all talk about Madison Ave, the agencies. He was the first black man to run an agency. He's also the chief creative officer of Beats by Dre. He helped build a ton of campaigns to help move the culture, the culture forward. And we already know what we're going to do on March 5th. Fan appreciation. Pull up, y'all. Y'all want to have something like this? Jaden, we're doing another one of these. We do March 5th. We let anybody who's rocking with the show, we send the link out. And we just let shit happen. We talk about real things. Whatever their fans want to talk about, anybody our supporters, and we give them love. They got a business, anything they want to support, we let them. And that's your chance to do it March 5th. And March 7th, we got Mama Set. Oh, Set. You already know. Mama, Mama Set pulling up. Mama. Mama. Mama no said pulling up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so March 7th, pull up, let her know, you know, if you're going to talk about how to build a, a successful family, you know, supporting your kids, 
going through it, how did his family transition after stardom, all those things, man. So you already know we're doing it for the culture. We love y'all. Keep it real until that end Tuesday we see y'all, and we out of here. You know, as usual, baby. What?